0: Welcome. This is it. We have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose, your divine design, and what you are wired to do. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. Please subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to Girlfriend It so we can be in it together. Well, welcome to Girlfriend. Uh, this is Patty Wyatt, and we are in it together. T- today we are going to talk about what are signs that my grandchild or my child is on drugs. Yikes, 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 very heavy topic, but we truly need to wake up and realize that there is an opioid crisis going on. Our government is declaring it a national emergency, And for the last two decades, people across our nation has watched this rapidly escalating epidemic destroy families and entire communities. Uh, I was just in Seattle this weekend, which Seattle is absolutely beautiful. A big shout out to those of you who live there. And we are seeing the, the homeless situation grow due to this epidemic. And I could not believe what was happening in Seattle um, also, uh, my my son lived in Portland for a while, and just the tents that are on the side of the road, it just breaks my heart. And they're saying a lot of this is due to uh, a substance abuse disorder. and And we all know someone who is hurting because of this disorder. Uh, one statistic I heard recently is around twenty two percent of women nationwide. Bill an opioid medication prescription during pregnancy. Ugh, kills me. I have a two. I have a daughter and a daughter-in-law who are both pregnant right now, and they won't even take a vitamin C. So it just shows you like what is going on that we're okay. You know, going and getting a prescription. And over forty percent of children in foster homes are there because of parental abuse use. So why is Girlfriend talking about this? Because if you have a loved one struggling or if you are, like I said, just even a grandparent of, of a child, know that you are not alone. We have resources for you. So please contact us. And if God is tugging on your heart to help close this major gap in your community And if this is your purpose and you're it, if your heart is shredded and bruised as you are hearing this, I invite you to lean in and use, for such a time as this, your unique gift if this is what God is calling you to do. So with that said, I'm going to jump back to what are the signs that my child or my grandchild is on drugs. And sharing with us today, we have Pam Campbell. And she is a dedicated... Uh, individual. She's used her professional career to teaching and using every opportunity to help shape the community she lives in. And she uses a a trauma-informed care as well as just positive parenting philosophies. And every time I chat with Pam, her passion is contagious. And so we are going to jump in and learn from her, her as she shares the education, her experience, the empathy that she has to influence others and her motto is changing the world one family at a time. So, oh, you know what? Another fun fact about Pam and and Pam, I find this just so incredible because you were a missionary in Argentina, for 9 years and you also had a foster child. I I want to say a 9-year-old boy while you were there. So, now you are back in the United States working at a community-based parent program and here we are. That was a long intro, but Pam, how are you today? <laughs> I am
1: doing fabulous, Patty, and thank you. And actually, um he was he came to us at 16 and stayed with us until he was 22. Oh, wow. So,
0: so it was it was nine years in Argentina, but it was a 16-year-old boy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And,
1: um, it, it was quite an eye-opening experience. And I think that's why I have such a heart and a passion for foster families today. Because I know when we took him in, you know, we just, we, we wanted to love on him. And my mindset was, oh, he just needs discipline. He just needs structure. He just needs routine. But at the time, I had zero idea of, number one, um, just even the word trauma, you know, and how trauma affects a developing child. And so we went through some incredibly difficult times with him. Um, And looking back on it now, I can understand it all. But, oh, I wish I would have had the knowledge that I have now back then.
0: Mm. Don't we say that a lot, Pam? <laughs> I, I think that even raising my own children, uh, I think of all of the knowledge and the information I have where I go, okay, my three children, that was just a practice run. Now I need to, <laughs> I need to start all over. <laughs>
1: Well, I know you have grandchildren and my kids have blessed me with four grandchildren. Um, they did it 4 grandchildren in two years and 10 months. And so um, I'm a firm believer now that the children are the investment and grandchildren are definitely the return on the investment.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: it was worth everything I went through with my kids to be able to love all my grandkids now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. The return on investment. Okay, Pam, let's, Let's go there with what is going on. And, and I, I want to even back up because we were talking to Ben, the producer, uh, just earlier, cause he has a 15 year old son mm-hmm. and we think when our kids, I, I felt that way. If I educated my kids, uh, and, and Ben, we're talking about you because we know you, you have an amazing son and you just never know. When it's going to happen, you think, oh, there's no way I'm raising them up in a godly home. They're focusing on Christ. They know where their identity is. And I feel like obviously how you parent matters, but they all it takes is getting into one bad crowd and they fill their self-worth with this group of friends. And the next thing you know, craziness happens. So why do teens start using alcohol um, or, you know, prescription drugs in the first place. Exactly. And I I'm, thank you
1: for for making the statement they get in with a bad crowd because, yeah, sometimes that does happen. But the number one reason um, they did a survey with teenagers and they asked them, you know, wh- why why do you use drugs or why do you drink? And the number one reason that is given is to have fun, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or the second one to get high or feel good. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of times it's to deal with stress from school. Um, I think that's where probably a lot of kids, teenagers, um, get involved with prescription drugs, you know, um. And unfortunately, many times they are getting it from their own medicine cabinet. Mm. Um, They might have a parent, you know, and this is not a knock on mental health medications in the least. But if my parents are using a medication, hey, maybe it'll help me, you know, Mm. stress from my school Mm. or dealing with stress from your parents. (laughs) Yeah, we don't stress our kids out ever, do we, Patty? Not <laughs> at our kids out, all, not once. <laughs> so, um, you know, I I've talked to a lot of teens. I've I've talked to a lot of um, adults, you know, and never has anyone said, "Oh yeah, I took my, you know, I t- I I used my first joint because I wanted to become a uh, a drug addict." Mm-hmm. No yeah. one ever starts out that way. Um, so curiosity, just to have fun, to be, you know, to be part of the in crowd. I think you can look on today's social media, TikTok and and Instagram and Snapchat, you know. Um, a lot of times, uh, drug and alcohol use is, um, what's the word I want to use?
0: Like presented it's, as fun. It's the exactly. party thing. Uh-huh. And I can say, Pam... When I hear that, I I grew up in um in a neighborhood that was um I mean there was a lot of crazy going on and a lot of uh, the there were a lot of boy neighbors and they would get high before school in the morning and that's who I rode my bike with. I tell my you know when I when I told my parents that later they were like what, but uh, I actually didn't tell them uh, one of my friends came back to visit my mom and said, yeah, we used to put our joints in Patty's bike. You know, your, the handlebars, how that little Uh rubber would come off because my father was a cop and they were like, that's the last place they would look is in Patty's bike. So I, I find that just hysterical that first of all, he told my mom that even as an adult, I was like, oh, but. The fear of my father, I would never, ever touch any type of substance because uh-huh. I did have that fear. And what's interesting is that I hear, you know, kids will say that to their parents. It's like they actually find a bag of marijuana or whatever. And it's like, oh, it's so-and-so's. And it's like, do not trust that. Your kid is lying to you. It is not uh-huh. so-and-so's. But in my case, if anybody would have found it on my bike. <laughs> I was the last person who would have done anything like that, but they were my friends. And I did hang out with a rough crowd, but my parents did sit me down and they said, we're putting you in a different school because this is, this is a rough, rough crowd that you're hanging out mm-hmm. with. So you have to be aware and get your child out of that situation. Cause who knows if I would have kept hanging out with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good thinking on your parents' part.
0: <laughs> so we're doing it to have fun, and uh, that's my number one uh, gig: is to, yeah, what can I do to have fun? Um, yeah. So then, but they're not identifying with the fact that what are we not educating them enough? Like I, like I said, I had the fear of my father.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, I think that's definitely part of it. Um. I know I've spoken to a lot of parents who, when I start um, in, in my classes that I teach, you know, and we talk about um, risk reduction strategies and so many parents come back with, but if I talk about it, it's going to make them think about it. And if they think about it, then they're going to go do it. Um, I guarantee you, I can say this with total confidence. If you are not talking to your teen about it, somebody else is. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's an actual person or it's, again, TikTok, social media, I mean, TV programs, you know, it's rampant everywhere. And it's it is um, it's done in a light of, oh, wow, this is so, you know, this is so sexy. This is so cool. This is so, yeah. you know, yeah, I want to be one of the cool kids. Well, if you're going to be one of the cool kids, then this is what you got to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And. Um, so. I think educating them with even saying that growing up uh, my dad actually had us watching videos. (laughs) They weren't videos, you know, they were those old uh, cassettes or whatever, where um, the films of what people were doing on LSD and different things, like they were biting their fingers off. And he said, you never know what is in that pill or that drug or whatever you're taking. So that could have been the fear there, but Now, I've heard people say, guess what? It is fun. And, but there's a consequence to that kind of fun. And even letting them know that, yeah, they're going to say, lighten up, let's get high, let's go have a good time. And yet, tell them the consequences of all that. Well, how can I, okay, so that would be one tip. How can I keep my teen from using alcohol or drugs as letting them know, educating them on the consequences, but how can I uh, know if my teen is using, what are some of the signs and symptoms?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I, I just, before we jump into that, okay, because so many people ask me, how can I keep my kid? from using alcohol or drugs. And um I want to share two definitions with you really quick, okay? So the dictionary defines control as something that I have 100% power over the outcome. Okay? The things that I can control are things that I have 100% power over the outcome. The definition of influence is I have at least 1% power, but I will never have 100% power over the outcome. And so I always ask parents that I work with, mm-hmm. given those two definitions, can you control a teen's behavior?
0: And Absolutely i be
1: will- not. <laughs> exactly. But I can see on the faces of every parent that I ask that question to, they really want to say yes but they realize that they can't, right? So can I control my teenager? No, I cannot. Can I influence my teenager? And I know a lot of people of our generation have a really hard time with that word influencer, you know, because of social influencers. Um, There are people that make millions of dollars by going on vacation and recording it and letting other people watch them have fun on vacation. Yeah. So rather than trying to control a teen's behavior, we need to become amazing influencers in their lives. Okay. How do I do that? Number one, we have got to become informed. Um, I will leave, I will give you some um, websites that are amazing to use because what I knew, you know, what I was taught back in high school and what I knew even when my kids were teenagers, um, that, We are so sophisticated now in Mm. the types of drugs that are being used and how they are getting them. Um, We want to open up lines of communication. Mm. I always talk about using teachable moments. If you see something on TV, mention it. Hey, what do you think about that? You know, have any of your friends? Never ask, have you? Always ask the question, have any of your friends or do you know anyone? You know that uses do you know anyone that is uh you know drinking at school um when we put it in that way kids are much more willing to talk um they may be talking about themselves but we've taken all of the personal spotlight off of it mm. um definitely give accurate information uh, you know the scared straight philosophy um Nine times out of 10 is not going to work today. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, we have so much media influence and Uh social media influence for every scary video that I can show my kid. They can show me three videos of people having fun with whatever it is. Mm All right. Um, Definitely share values, but do not force your kids to accept your values as their own. We want our kids to be grow up and be independent and be independent thinkers. Um, I think that was the hardest thing for me to learn was, no, wait a minute, you know, of course you want these values because I know what's best for you. So um, allowing them to find their way. So given that premise, what can I look for? Okay. And I want to preface this with um, these are possible indicators of drug or alcohol use or misuse. Mm -hmm. Many times, there are no signs whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all know the term functional alcoholic or functional drug addict. Um, Adults do it all the time. Teens can also do it. Mm -hmm. But if I want to know what are things that I want to be paying attention to, in the event that my gut tells me, you know, something is not right. So first and foremost, and <laughs> again, I look at my list here of what I'm going to say. And um, a lot of these can be just normal teenage. You know, a lot of teens go through that that phase where uh, they they are not as careful. They're not as careful about their personal hygiene or um You know, they don't care what they wear to school. They'll go to school in their pajama bottoms and fuzzy bunny slippers. Right, right. (laughs) So, All right. Do do not take this as a, oh, if I see this in my kid, oh, they're using drugs. Yeah. Poor hygiene or a change in their appearance. Um, Definitely glazed or bloodshot eyes. Um, You know, that's a hallmark uh, sign of THC use. Um, Or if they're wearing sunglasses all the time, or if they are constantly putting Visine in their eyes. Um, Frequent runny nose or nosebleeds. You know, if if they are snorting something, um, it can affect their nose. Um, Changes in mood or attitude. But again, this can also just be that teenage uh, super hyper influx of hormones Mm -hmm. But if you see that they're, you know, they're very irritable or moody or anxious, fidgeting, um, definitely. And this is this is one that I always think about here in Arizona in the summertime. You know, if you see anybody wearing a sweatshirt in Arizona in the summertime. I would put that up as a red flag. What are they writing? Um, Pupils larger or smaller than usual. Um, there are certain drugs that will, um, give the pinpoint pupils and there are other drugs that will, um, cause, you know, wider pupils, cold, sweaty palms or shaking hands. If they have sores on their mouth, um, if there's any kind of rapid weight gain or loss, that can also be a, an indicator, you know, we, we just, it gets joked about a lot that people who use THC, they get the midnight munchies. So if all of a sudden, you know, every night at midnight, man, but again, it could just be a growing teenage body. Yeah. Um, other behavioral signs that we can look for. If all of a sudden they're avoiding eye contact, you know, they don't want to look at you um, ignoring or breaking curfew. If they start, you um, Asking for a lot of money or you find, you know, money missing. Or again, I'm going to go back to your medicine cabinet. We need to be more um, proactive in keeping our kids safe by keeping medications locked up. Um, Even now at Walgreens, there are certain uh, over-the-counter drugs that I can't get because they're locked up. Or you can only buy one. Um, what's another one Uh, making secretive calls again a a uh, sudden and uncharacteristic drop in their school grades or their school participation Um, a lot of these are their common sense locking bedroom doors you know if all of a sudden they're they're being very secretive And again, I'm not saying that that is a a sure sign, okay? Because a lot of teens, they just, their bodies are developing, they want privacy. Um, A change in friends, loss in activities or hobbies, you know, something that they've been doing for years and years and all of a sudden they totally lose interest in it or they don't want to do it anymore. Um, And definitely deteriorating relationships in the family. A lot of this has to do with, you know, shame or guilt or, you know, my dad's a cop. I'm dead if they find out. Yeah. So those are just some of the signs that we can look at and say, okay, you know, uh, but again, I always tell parents, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Just because you're seeing these things, there can be a whole lot of, then we get into teenage depression, you know, um, lack of taking care of yourself could also be a sign of depression. Um, or something that's going on mentally. Maybe there's bullying going on, either at school or, you know, cyberbullying. But I think really just becoming, um, becoming parents who are um, interested in what's going on, and not just, don't always chalk it up to, oh, it's just, he's a teenager, she's a teenager, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Trust Trust that small voice inside of you that says something is not right.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: again, going back to, you know, don't ever come out guns blazing. What are you doing? I need to know. And definitely yeah. um, look, rely on resources. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona, the government, see, there's the governor's office of youth, faith and family that was founded. Um, a couple of years ago. And there are so many programs out there that are completely free of charge, um, you know, that help parents uh, get the education that they need and the resources that they need to be able to be those influencers in Mm -hmm. their teenager's life. Mm -hmm.
0: And and another thing, um, Pam, is the the physical. Th- I, I love that. The number one thing is go with your gu- gut. If you, if your child is just getting, I mean, those mood swings and they're yelling. Yes, it can be part of just being a teenager, but some of that is like you said, they're doing something that they don't really like what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And um, one parent was saying that their child was taking oxycotton and they were using the end of a hose to crunch it up on the bathroom cabinet. So they saw mm. in the granite that there was little holes <laughs> in the granite. And then taking the pin, uh, the insert of the pin, that tubing, and that's all of a sudden they were seeing little inserts from the pin all all over oh. the house. Yes. Uh, those things, you know, start asking questions. Ask those powerful questions. We only have two minutes left here, Pam. I just want to say, first of all, what an honor to get – just some of that, even your the resources, but we will also put the resources on Girlfriended on Facebook. And Pam is going to put a picture on there of just contents in a backpack with what is in there to look for, uh, just your teenager, what they could be carrying that could be drug paraphernalia that we would never even, at least for me, I wouldn't know that that's what it was until it was pointed out. So what is, just in the next couple minutes, actually a minute and a half, Pam, what is the best tip as a parent, um, go with your gut, and something else tangible that we can walk away with today in how do we know if our child or grandchild is using drugs?
1: Um, again, the, the biggest thing that I can say is get educated. There are programs out there. We offer a program. Um a six-week parenting course, um, which is my my dream job um, in how to, number one, create the relationship so that if, if there's not relationship with your teenager, you're not going to get anywhere. Okay? Mm-hmm. Creating the relationship with your teenager that will allow you to be an influencer in these areas. So, mm-hmm. um, Yes take advantage of everything that's out there.
0: Awesome. Well, Pam, thank you so much and like I said, for those of you who need more information, go on the face go on Facebook on Girlfriend It and Pam will share some ideas there. Other than that, we just thank you. It's an honor that you put us in a part of your week and we will see you again next week. for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It, hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.